0: Hello, it is Tuesday, August 24th. I can't thank you enough for allowing us to be a part of your life here. There's a lot of other options for things that are probably much better than this to listen to. And the fact that you allow us to penetrate your ear holes on this specific day, we are eternally grateful for. Jason Wright, president of the Washington football team, stops by. Great conversation. Ice Cube. Yes, that Ice Cube. Stops by the boys, A.J. Hawk, everybody. Can't thank you enough. Let's get to it. Let's have a fantastic afternoon, shall we? Jason Wright, president of the Washington football team, for now. <laughs> oh. No, I'm not saying he won't be the president for much longer. He will be for, it seems like probably forever at this point, with how much he has just hit dinger after dinger after dinger after that franchise was at the bottom of the bottom, PR wise, public wise, everything. Now they're still a team with no name, or do they? Will they remain the Washington football team, or will they pick a new name? There's allegedly a uh, final three. They could be a part of these eight that was released. Mm. We'll ask him about his his life as president he's a former player now running a team on the business side as a former player incredibly proud of this dude kicking ass every time we chat it's a good convo and uh, i'm not saying we're going to get the answer what the team name is going to be but i think we'll at least get a little bit more of an idea on how they're making their decision uh and also hey what about covid you know how has this affected your whole life over there in dc too i assume the rules are uh, protocols are a little bit different over there, potentially, you know, sure. as opposed to maybe some other places that have a little bit more loosey goosey rules. Although it sounds like everywhere is potentially locking it back down again. No. We'll talk to him about it. <laughs> also, joining us today, Ice Cube. What? What? You shitting me? Nobody expected that. Nobody expected me to just say right there, Ice Cube. No. A lot of people thought there was going to be a lot of different names. Nobody on earth was sitting there going, you know what? I bet Ice Cube's coming on Bat Batman show <laughs> Hey, this weekend, big time playoffs for the big three, dude. Yeah, let's go. Hey, let's go, dude. Final you got, four, baby. You got Trilogy and Tri-State. They're going to battle. Ooh. Oh, yeah. And then the three-headed monster and the triplets, they're going to get after it. Look out. And then the winner of those two games are going to battle in the, for the big three championship in a share of $100,000. Wow. Let's go. In Come the on. Bahamas, no less. Come on. Wow. not bad here we go we'll also have to talk about uh you know nwa friday next friday friday after next Bye. all the jump streets Bye. the ride-alongs Bye. and straight out of compton Bye. and everything else this guy has done a mastermind when it comes to business and art cannot wait to hear his thoughts i'm a massive fan of not only he but his son who loves
1: wwe oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. his son's talent as well
0: yeah hell yeah straight out of compton unbelievable yeah. there i cannot wait to chat with Ice i I'm sure he's excited to chat with us too. Without question. Absolutely. I'm sure he went to bed last night and he said, I'm talking to a bunch of white doofuses out there in the middle <laughs> <Yeah>. of Indiana. <laughs> can't wait. <laughs> should be a good time. Can't wait. We'll watch the big three uh,
2: playoffs this weekend for sure. Oh, yeah. Sure. Absolutely. Definitely. Got to bet on it.
0: Uh, talks of tables here at Ty Schmidt at Boston Connor. The mall looks fantastic,
2: Bob. Thank you. I tried to do the, uh, you know, like the poof up on, on the top, but yeah. I just can't figure it out yet. I'm still working on the blow dryer skills, if you will. See, this is something
0: that. You know, I'm a blow dryer guy at this point in my life. Should have been for a lot longer time. A lot Mm -hmm. of people have been telling me for a long time, hey, your hair's curly, you got a lot of calyx and all that stuff. You should use the blow dryer power through. I'm like, I ain't got time for the fucking blow dryer. Exactly. Exactly. Sally McAfee uses a blow dryer. Okay. That is the blow dryer of the family is Sally McAfee. And she's mm-hmm. in there. And she is an artist with that thing. Double? I don't know if she has double. I don't know if we had enough electrical outlets to run <laughs> them. But uh, she is an absolute weapon. In there with that thing, uh-huh. and I never bought in, never bought in, never bought in. And then as I've gotten older, now I'm I will use it, and it is a weapon. Your hair is very similar to mine. I told you, like, hey, you're getting a mullet cut, it looks good. Let's not let the hair kind of ruin it, you know. Yeah. Get in there, get that blow dry. I think once you start, you know, finding out what you can do with that canvas, you'll really appreciate it. But we need to stop the narrative that dudes shouldn't use blow dryers. By the way, I agree, it's because, quick, yes, it is very quick. It's only like a minute, minute and a half. Mm-hmm. If you have curly hair and don't want to look Like a full stooge, go ahead and do it. You know, I should have been doing it a long time ago. Think of my mugshot, you know what I mean? Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah. Mugshot's much it. different if I have a goddamn blow dryer. People probably talking about, wow, look how good that guy's hair is. Instead, it's like, oh, is that Gary Busey and carrot top? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a little yeah. bit of bullshit. So I'm just saying, I think you're doing a great job. It looks good. Thank you. I, it's growing fast on the sides, yeah, though.
2: Very fast. That's the thing about this hair is that it goes out and it goes fast. So I got to go back to the bar. Oh, are you think... going to think about maybe learning how to fade myself? Yeah, because it's just right there, right? Yeah. You should only do it gambling but i think it might be time to just take that manscape razor and just buzz it up yourself yes
0: yeah i don't think you should use the manscape razor because the manscape razor is unbelievable it'll Uh get there but there is definitely one you can
2: find at walgreens that just has all the different clip on there oh a buzzer yeah Yeah. okay yeah yeah, Uh, see i don't know because it's taken me a little bit just to find the groove with the uh hair dryer blower whatever the hell yeah but you said
0: you found your helmet for the rest of
2: your life absolutely and i did Thanks to Roman. Let's strap it up then. Let's strap it up. Okay. I mean, I think I can figure it out, but I also like going to the barber shop. You know, hanging uh, with the boys. I you, I you have to
1: go every week to yeah, get it well, cut. You know, I, you're going to be pe- you're going to be paying quite a bit.
2: Well, I was thinking every other. That was kind of my thought was if you want a really nice fade, you got to go every other week to get it cleaned up. But True. If if you know, I can figure it out. Maybe do they do that on YouTube? Do they tell you like, hey, this is how you cut a fade? Just go like this. Yeah. This oh, yeah.
0: Yes. Oh yeah. There, like back whenever World Star was running the world, uh-huh. you know, when Worlds, of course they had one of their first ads that i saw was for this <laughs> for this mirror kit and Ooh. this light kit and this fade yourself whole program thing and the dude that was the uh, the the Post ad person? or whatever yeah. he was so good but i every time i looked at it, i was like that ain't something I can do. I I, don't I, know. I think it's very... People do cut their own hair. It is very difficult. Oh, yeah. So me just acting as if you would be able to pick that up like it's nothing, I think, was a bit wrong on my end. Yeah. But you might be able to get really good at that, especially because that thing is going to continue to grow. You only have to fade just, yeah. just this, this little part area. of your head oh, right here. Yeah,
2: I think I might be able to do it myself, but also like one mix-up, one sneeze, one, you know, oh, oh what are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. I then. get so scared whenever I'm
0: just trimming the, uh, the old face, yes. you know what I mean? Just one little me get bored oh what's going on you know somebody else cutting my hair somebody asked me a question you just go ah and then your beard's done Yeah, I wouldn't trust myself either. You're no, right.
2: there's no way I can't do it. You know, especially like with the stash, I worry if I'm over here, all of a sudden, mullets I turn. are all the way back, huh? Yeah, I think like so. Long. Oh yeah,
0: yeah. How long? I, I don't remember the first one. It was the '80s, '90s? Was the mullets? I thought '80s, '80s, probably yeah. '80s. was mullet, And then it was an entire decade. Like, are we looking at an entire decade here where you're going to be able to run
2: with this thing? You think? I'm hoping that I can carry this into like 2040. I'm looking like for the entire Mac Jones reign. I think I'm just going to continue to just wear the mullet unless we start lose and then maybe i mix it up but i don't think that's gonna happen no way
0: didn't expect to get into this conversation right here to start off the show but i appreciate your hair and i think you look incredible at ty schmidt how you doing pal i'm doing great okay so he just said something there the Mac jones era 20 years he's thinking okay now it is being said in cam newton's first day in purgatory away from something just happened in the back. I believe something dropped or cracked in the back. There seemed Uh-oh. to be quite an alarming oh, no. motion by everybody in the back. All eyes went to somebody. Is everybody okay back there? We actually had to delete a video yesterday because we found out that it, not everybody was okay in the video. <laughs> Sounds like something potentially happened in the back here. I hope everybody's all right. Nick is pissed off. His light fell. and Get this his hand,
3: goddamn axe out of here. His We're his trying hand. to run a professional show. <laughs> this shit's falling <laughs> over. Oh, right what oh, the hell's going
0: on? All right, it was a full <laughs> nightmare back there. Uh, but in... Mac Jones' first day as starter for the New England Patriots Mm -hmm. because Cam Newton is being held away from the facility for five days due to a re-entry process misunderstanding that happened between Cam Newton and the Patriots and the NFL and the NFLPA or Cam Newton and the Patriots and then the Patriots and the NFL and the NFLPA were all on one page. Depending upon whose report or uh, potential out like whoever you listen to on what it could be. Did the Patriots know this and let Cam leave so that they could just hand the starting reins right over to Mac Jones and see how he's going to be and then they're kind of baby face too because Cam kind of fucked this up. It was yeah. a misunderstanding that could happen. We're not saying that did happen. No. I don't think that I think what had happened was was a miscommunication between Cam Newton and New England Patriots on what was going to happen. Now I'm not saying it's New England's fault and they didn't say like, hey, Cam, you have to get tested at these particular sites that we are telling you and he got tested at another site or did Cam cam say yeah i will do that and then went to another site who knows if we'll ever find out the truth and who was right in this whole thing whatever the case he's out for five days he cannot be happy especially in his quarterback competition after what happened last year covid no weapons at all since then the patriots spent 150 million dollars in one day to add weapons probably a good time to be a quarterback now as opposed to was last year yeah with that being said I'm sorry for Cam. Mm -hmm. I don't know what happened. I don't know how it happened. A lot of people are saying not be sorry because he isn't vaccinated, so he chose this whole thing. Whatever your standpoint is, I'm talking strictly from a football perspective in a quarterback competition when you can't compete for five days. It is not good for you in competition when somebody else goes out and potentially does well. Mac Jones is balling today yes. Yeah, I guess he's roll. absolutely balling. Ben Volan. Volin, mm-hmm. Volin, Volin says Mac Jones with two straight drives and team drills, and this is against the Giants, I believe, and each, ends each one with a beautiful touchdown pass. Comes off the field to high fives from teammates Hell and yeah. a fist bump from McDaniels. You can see the confidence growing all the ride, says Ben Volan. So he threw a touchdown in practice against another team, and his teammates high-fived him. So, okay. Huh? Mm-hmm. Huh? Offense coordinator said, hey good work, dude. Hell yeah. Wow. confidence wow. is growing, uh-huh. but I will say after that first game where 31 teams hoped that Mac Jones looked like absolute dog shit. And I put out a tweet that said, it appears as if Mac Jones is not going to stink. Just didn't say he was going to be great. Didn't say he was going to be good. Just said that it appears as if he's not going to stink, which is what we all hoped. I got attacked obviously because everybody hates the Patriots and blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. It's a preseason game. You can't, I believe me. I'm, I'm big-time proponent of. It's tough to judge strictly off the preseason games. But... Mac Jones with five days here to be the starter. Bill Belichick, Josh McDaniels, everybody in that building is going to treat him as the starter. What will this look like if Mac Jones is the starter? He's a rookie. We haven't had a rookie starting quarterback in a long, long time. He's brand new here. Cam's been around. Everybody loves Cam. Now, because of what happened with Cam, literally, they are set in a position where nobody in the locker room can't even... It's not like a, hey, Cam's better. Cam's not even in the building. They were somehow able... Now, they didn't do it on purpose, but in a situation... They're able to see what the building will look like with Mac Jones as a starter for five days. That is quite a weapon for Bill Belichick. He's going to know a lot more about Mac Jones than the Niners will know about Trey Lance if Jimmy G's not there. Like I think this is a massive, massive opportunity for Mac Jones, and I'm not the only one, by the way. Bill Belichick was asked, is this a great opportunity for Mac Jones? He said, it is. (laughs) (laughs) Now, normally Bill Belichick would say, well, it's a great opportunity for everybody that's in an NFL training camp, and that's what NFL training camps are, is a great opportunity to make the team. And they, There would be a chance for like a full diatribe about why your question was a dumb question. It's an NFL training camp. You could potentially make, at the bottom of this, four hundred to $800,000 a year. Everything's a great opportunity. You know, Bill Belichick could have scorned the reporter that asked if this was a good opportunity for Mac mm-hmm. Jones. Instead, he said it is, and I think that's because we all understand they're seeing if Mac Jones can be the guy right now for the next yeah. five days, and Cam Newton is literally nowhere to be seen.
2: Well, and him not scorning the reporters makes you think, oh, wow, Bill Belichick must be in a pretty good mood if this is how he's, you know, replying to people. Oh, not I was everybody. thinking,
0: did he lose it? You know, that no, like, well, wasn't me. A lot
2: of people were thinking, did he lose Are it? Are you kidding me? He was squatting 500 pounds last week. Yeah, you're right. But- All, All right, else- valid, valid. also, this is still uh, New England. The joint practices start tomorrow, so he's throwing oh. against dudes that, you know, have seen him, which is good. He did throw a deflect pick six to Devin McCourty. Just have to throw that out there. Uh-oh. I can't be ball-washing oh, the, the entire breaks. time. Pump the brakes. So he did have one. It was a little pick behind. Pick six it wasn't just an interception. It was a pick six. Whoa. He's
0: just up points the other way. Yeah. Yeah. It
2: was a little behind Gunner, apparently. Went off Gunner's hands. Went off Gunner's hands. Got to make the catch. Doesn't matter how. If it hits your hands, you got to catch the ball. Everyone knows that. What
0: is Gunner trying to get Mac Jones cut?
2: Does Gunner Whoa. like Cam
0: Newton more? Oh, wow. He, he was with them
2: last year, and they had the number one specialty unit because of it so maybe but i think it just all it it bodes well like to your point you get to find out like mac jones can he be in the locker room and shoot the shit with anyone team meetings yeah team meetings
0: offensive meetings hey what are you seeing here he got 31 reps or something like that yesterday or something like that in practice i mean that's with the ones like that's there is they get a full evaluation and every coach and player has basically said like the practices if somebody's gonna make the team all right. The games, I think, are a big deal for people that are maybe aren't going to make the team or on the bubble, can have a little juice, a burst, and they maybe find themselves on that team or another team. Like The games in preseason I think are big for them. But if somebody's on the team, the practices, everybody says the practices are where we're getting a lot more evaluation than the games, especially for the guys that are going to make the team, like Mac Jones is going to make the team. I mean, They're going to yeah. be able to test him, put him in different situations. When the lights come on, can Mac Jones show up? I think he's proved in his life that he will be able to do that. Maybe the NFL's a little Bit different, but practice reps are huge. And now they're not having to split anything. Nope. They're getting a chance to see him in every situation. I mean, it is... It stinks for Cam Newton. I, I, it, does, it stinks yeah. for Cam Newton, but the people that are against Cam Newton said, well, Cam brought this upon himself, yeah. and blah, blah, blah. But then he could also say, well, New England could have said, like, hey, you can't leave, actually, it because right. because it is a mo- automatic five-day recess. You're not allowed to be around. It's happening in Buffalo right now. Yeah, Cole Beasley, who you know is a uh accomplished wide receiver in the NFL uh-huh. rapper yes sure. and outspoken anti covid vaxer right uh, who has been the target of a lot of vitriol i think so but also support right because i think yeah, anytime both. you go into that political world right you get the people that both are behind sides, you yeah. but he's gotten a lot of hate from this as well from a lot of people but i assume there's a lot of people behind him as well that are in his uh, particular department which by the way that is politics yeah. they just yell yep. yeah yeah and when you jump into that that's what's going to happen he did that even made a song about it he yeah. even made a uh, diss track about COVID vaccines, basically. Yes, he did. And that was just a couple weeks ago. Now, Cole Beasley of the Buffalo Bills has to be away from the Buffalo Bills for five days due to the reentry process thing because he was around somebody who works for the Buffalo Bills in the medical department who is fully vaccinated had COVID Uh, Cole Beasley not vaccinated got tested after the interaction with the vaccinated person who has COVID did not have COVID two tests I guess said that so this is going to feed Cole Beasley by the way Yeah. Oh, so the person that was vaccinated actually got COVID we were hanging around each other I don't have it he still has it tell me Hmm. so this is just going to feed Cole Beasley okay this is just going to feed Cole Beasley's supporters and all that thing. But one thing that we do know, Cole Beasley has to be away from the team for five days. He's probably going right into the booth. Look for a remix to that COVID vaccine distract coming out very, very soon. It's insane right now because these five-day things, is it just for the non-vaccinated players? And are they doing this as the NFL so they can be like, hey, look, this can't happen. Gotta get vaccinated. Is that why they're doing it, you think? Or is this for, is this just like... Because if a vaccinated guy has it who's an athletic trainer or in medical staff and he doesn't spread it and they don't have it, why do they have to miss days? Or is it because it's dormant? I don't understand how these rules happen. It seems like it's all happening just so they can say, hey, you got to get fucking vaccinated.
1: I think with the vaccinated people, what is it? They have to have two negative tests in a span of 48 hours and then... Then they're good to come back. So I think they do miss at least two days, but it's definitely not the five-day uh, like incubation period or whatever. So you
0: gotta have uh, twenty-four hours in between those tests. I think so.
1: I could be wrong, but I, I'm pretty sure I read that somewhere, is that they need two negative tests within the span of 48 hours. Fox, you remember
0: when those tests used to come back 72 hours later or whatever? Jeez. Worst two days ever. Three days ever. <laughs> yeah, but then it started getting to the point where it was like four days to get those yeah, tests results. Start feeling like shit. It's like, wait a minute. I got to cough. I'm sitting <laughs> yeah, here. Yeah. For three days, I got to sit here and hope that no, I'm not around anybody that potentially – I mean, that was a – Nightmare. Very thankful that the tests have gotten much quicker. Yes. But with them getting quicker, what is the accuracy on them? Like, what if, what if somebody, if they get a fail or a positive test, they they probably retake, right? And then it, once I it's, it's a second confirmed yeah. positive, and then it becomes a big deal or yep. whatever. Those original I, tests, those <laughs> wild. Those were a mess. Those were a complete mess. I have no idea how or why or, I mean, there's people getting false. Positives,
2: false negatives. Oh, yeah. they sent it to a different lab that one, yeah, last last year, year. that one yeah. time last That's year. That's when
0: everyone wanted to get tested, too. So we had to wait a good hour, sometimes two hour hours. Half, sometimes we get wouldn't tested. get it that night. We'd have to go back in the morning. <sighs> well, it, is, it is a very different testing shit, process. Shit. Now, I wonder, you know, and obviously the numbers go down as people stop testing for it. But I wonder how accurate the tests are and everything. like Because Cole Beasley, let's say getting back in. What if Cole, who's not vaccinated, right, takes a test and it's a false negative test Yeah, and then he goes back in and then it, like it could go both ways. False positive gets somebody out. False negative could get somebody back in and then what happens and, and how come Cole if he's not vaccinated didn't get it if he was with the trainer and they were working in close proximity. Do we know anything about this thing at this point? We're how far into this and we got nothing.
1: Yeah, out. we still have no idea. Absolutely no idea and they're just hoping you know, hey, if a guy does test positive for COVID, let's test him again and just hope that maybe it's negative and that's really it seems like all oh, they're going off right hey, now. Like, are,
0: the NFL said, Hey, we, you are going to get vaccinated. Yeah. I don't uh-huh. care how many examples we got to make. Wait wait for the first couple weeks if somebody has to miss oh, a game. Yeah. Oh, the oh, NFL God. is going to come down. Go- oh, there must have been a misunderstanding on that asterisk. Yeah. Mm. We said it was a $70 million fine. That's for the owner. For you, it's actually your entire season. Yeah. <laughs> Trade Sorry. Here. Sorry. didn't know if you saw it. The NFLPA agreed to it. There will be something like that, it feels. And that, obviously, that's a, a dramatic example mm-hmm. right but it'll be something like do you think cam cole all these guys that are alleged not cole is definitely not but cam allegedly is he yeah he's not, he's not. because he's not. he wouldn't vaccinated. have
2: to take the test and he wouldn't have travel yeah things
0: so because he has the five thing we all know he's not vaccinated you know like because that cam and cole are doing this right now the nfl are have to go through the nfl so, happy. Okay. so okay. happy so happy so huh. happy about this they are so pumped they're like just like we thought oh you, you want to get vaccinated now huh you, uh, huh? you want to get vaccinated now? Oh, you don't. Oh, it. not yet. Wait till you see what's next. It's almost like whenever... Uh, <laughs> no, I'm not going to say it. No, come on. No, no, because it's not like that serious. But it is like, like when will you... It's almost like they're just waiting like, hey we got a lot more shit that we can unroll. When are you just going to finally mm-hmm. just go ahead and get the vaccination? On we on. know what you, we know how you feel. Hey, that's great. Hey, good for you. Jerry Jones even said a lot of people are allowed to make their own decisions about their own body, but whenever their decisions start negatively affecting everybody else, you got to drop the eye and pick up the we. <laughs> I think <laughs> Love like, that. I think that is what Jerry actually said. The NFL is doing that. I think right now. And they're like, Oh, five days out. Don't worry about it. Hey, Kim, come on back and sneeze one time. Wait yeah. till you see Hey, You good sneeze luck. or hey, boom, you're gone for another six days I think that's only this is all I think now Cam's probably not gonna I mean Cam's being affected by this a lot more than Cole probably yeah, yeah, definitely. yeah for sure definitely yeah because
1: Point Cole, Cole Beasley's still going to play first week and yeah. probably you know, and definitely, get right eight, eight to ten targets.
0: Yeah, and on third down, Cole's going to get the ball. Right. Boom. Yeah, first Cole down. Beasley's going to get the ball on third down. <laughs> yeah. First game, that is just going to happen no matter yeah. how many five-day little recesses he has to take. Whatever. Right. Cam Newton missing these days. He's, He's going to lose his job. Invaluable. <laughs> I mean, it is huge. So maybe Cam's the next guy that just comes out and says, uh, I got vaccinated because, fucking, hey, I lost my job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: I had to. <laughs> I lost my job. And with Justin Pugh now saying like, hey, as a vaccinated player, we need to have more tests for the vaccinated players. It almost supports Beasley where it's like, hey, I didn't get vaccinated. Still getting tested every day. Still bringing up negative tests. And now you want me to go get vaccinated after the guy who was vaccinated almost gave me COVID? Beasley, much to the chagrin of a lot of people on the internet, but to
0: the support of the opposite side of Mm -hmm. said part. He is going to feast on this. Feast. Oh, yeah. Beasley d- will not miss.
2: Do <laughs> you think he's no, making, a, no, think no, he's making no. a TikTok? Yeah. Did you get vaccinated? Nope.
0: No. Are you going to? No. Nope.
2: <laughs> Are you <laughs> sure? <laughs> yeah. <Yep. laughs> <laughs> oh, my. Do we know if Doc Mike Osterholm swayed yeah. anybody in well, Minnesota?
0: So, Zim said, uh, Coach Zimmer did say that yeah. this is a great presentation. I, did
4: a good job.
2: <laughs> I don't know. <laughs>
0: We talked about that yesterday at length, and I think if you missed yesterday's show, you should go back and really listen to me and AJ (laughs) talk about what the success percentage, uh, expected success percentage should have been for old Dr. Mike through our research of outsiders that come in and speak to the team. A football, especially in training camp where it's 90 guys, so it's even more so like power of the mob almost. You're going in there. You got I don't know, five to ten seconds. Yep, and that is it. And they say first impressions go a long way. <laughs> in that, in those particular meetings, you got five to ten seconds to really get your angle, your narrative, and also prove that you're worthy of being listened to in front of an entire team. And there has been some of the most sophisticated people, most talented orators in the history of speaking, that have gone into some of those locker rooms and gotten bullied out. <laughs> of It, it is. Yeah. It is not. Hey, I'm not telling you I like it. I'm just telling you, like. This is reality. Mm-hmm. I didn't know if Dr. Mike was going to be able to go in there and maybe flip somebody who was being told that there was a $70 million fine coming and they wouldn't budge. But if Dr. Mike was able to go in there, in time, we might want to get him a Nobel fucking Peace Prize. <laughs> Good for Dr. Mike, even though Coach Zimmer said, I'm not sure how
1: much it swayed anybody. You guys there. said most of those are at the end of the day too, mm. right? When like, guy, you've already had a full day's work, you've had the shit beat out of you, you've been sitting in meetings, you're just ready to get the fuck out of there. And yeah, Dr. Mike Ostenhausen comes in and <laughs> by the way not
0: me okay i didn't get to, right, the right kicked out of me but that's why i think i'm a pretty good take on it because i got a chance to watch right. i'm still
1: pretty with <laughs> you feed it feed guys yeah. body language <laughs> uh, like still,
0: yeah. oh, <laughs> oh <laughs> he no he it, this guys got no <laughs> shot joining us now uh president of an NFL organization who also was a player in some of these team meetings where outsiders would come in and try to speak to the group. A.J. Hawk and I said this yesterday, might be the most difficult crowd you have ever spoke to in your entire life. I'm excited to get his thoughts on this and how the entire business of running an NFL team is going now that we're about a year, year and a half into this thing. Ladies and gentlemen, former player, now president Jason Wright. Hey, I think gentlemen I, gentlemen how are you i'm good i'm good y'all hear me all right yeah you sound amazing zito was uh telling me you're potentially muted so i'm happy we handled that you're a president of course you're gonna handle that yeah a yeah, little adversity i got go. that shit hey uh hey price i got a question for you uh when are you naming a new team name dude mm-hmm. when are we doing it you, wanna uh, do it you now? said when or what or when? whom or what do you want to do it now No, I do not. Ah! Come on! Probably had him. Hey, I saw the internet explode whenever these eight names went out there, and you had to react and say, "Excuse me, this is not the final eight. (laughs) The three are in here somewhere." How has this process been? I got a chance to see the making the brand, uh, you and Ron Rivera, and then the muted. Like I think we like these three or whatever. Has this been more difficult, more fun? What has the process been like trying to decide a billion-dollar brand name for the next I don't know hundred years or so? That's that's. Yeah,
3: I think first you know yeah next year we'll be in ninety years old as a franchise right so we're going to announce this at our 90 year you know moment but uh, I think first it's been a privilege you know because I've gotten to understand how deep this shit is with our fans Mm. you know it is it's their memories of watching in the basement with grandma and like that's what shifted when the name shifted and so it's a privilege to really steward all of that deep goodness and history going forward it's also been really fun Um, because people are animated about this. You have people who are creative and creating content. You have shows like you all talking about this and taking both insightful and funny-ass takes. Yes, thank you. (laughs) It's been really good. It's been really, really good um, for us to get to know our fans because we need to do that anyway.
0: It's... um it can't be easy though. I mean, whenever <laughs> we're thinking about how do we word a t-shirt, yeah, it's like, it is a probably, like how, well, how do we word a, a segment, which we're not a big. what do we even, ah, to be honest, we normally throw segments away. Cause we can't think of a good enough name for it. <laughs> it is a difficult challenge. Has, has Ron Rivera been a, in the video. We see him be a pretty active part of it, but he's been a pretty active part of this entire thing. Huh? Is there any other people? Yeah, I mean, he's, yeah,
3: he's, 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 he's definitely given us input just like everybody else, you know? Um, and there's a, uh, a core team of us who are thinking about it every single day, but it really is a community effort. It's Ron and the coaching staff. It's the players, it's the fans, it's the alumni, it's community leaders. It's people that we want to be fans because we want this brand to help expand the fan base. Uh. It's sponsors and partners. We want to help it expand the business. So we're talking to business leaders. Everybody's engaged on this. Um, uh, and so everybody's got input.
0: You lean in towards the name right now. And has that changed a couple of times through this entire process?
3: There's been so many twists and turns. You know, I wrote um, recently, gosh, a few weeks back, on how we weren't going to go with the name Warriors, which for me was an early favorite. I liked it. I thought it had so many aspects of what would work for this franchise, what Ron wanted to build on the field, it would help our business, but when we talked to the Native and Indigenous community, they were like, look, bruh, it's not going to work. It's too close. The history is too close. And like, you can go there, but you can be dead right yeah. <laughs> on this one. Yeah. And so we prioritize listening to them. And so that was a twist or a turn that we didn't expect. And so we actually are really doing this. It's not bullshit. And, and we are learning every single day about new things as well. And so where we are now is we're down to a very narrow few. Um, we're down to a, a final three that we're working through. And we're going to learn through trademarking and all of these different hurdles about how to get something over the line, what actually makes it through the filter. Are you
0: scared that immediately upon you guys filing a trademark for thing, the whole world's going to be like, boom, you can't like, for instance, in the WWE, they can't, they can't even think of a character or name because as soon as they file for a trademark, somebody on the internet's like, oh, WWE just filed for this. This is what this is going to be. And it kind of spoils everything. Are you just going to have to you're going to have to send out what are those uh, red hair? You're going to yeah. have to send out red herons and stuff like that, huh?
3: Yeah, there's a whole lot of misdirection that needs to be done here, you know, uh, to, to not really give away where we're going, which is the flip side of transparency. You know, you can only be so transparent to not shoot yourself in the damn foot, right? So, yeah, we're going to have to throw some misdirection out there. But honestly, what I'm more petrified of is going out with a name and then being in trademark court hell for three years because we didn't do our homework. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's what I, I, I don't have time for that. I don't right. have time for that. Yeah, And so that's what I'm more worried about. Um, I could
0: understand that. We're talking to Jason Wright, president of the Washington football team, uh, 90 years of existence coming up next year, where we will learn the new or maybe Keep the Washington football team brand going forward for the next hundred years. Jason, did you hear, um, I mean, you're on the business side of the NFL now. But obviously, a massive part of the business side is the COVID world in the protocols and everything like that. Going into this season, we were the last city to announce uh, that we would have a full stadium. I don't know if that's because of local authorities or what it is. What are all the rules being set now? Are those by teams themselves looking out for their employees, their team, their fans? Or is it mostly just local government like it was a year ago kind of making all these decisions?
3: You are a smart man. You've got it nailed. So I think generally speaking, we in the NFL across all teams, we feel confident after last year, we know how to put together a safe environment for our fans. And so as far as we can control it, we're going to be open for business, not only because we think it's safe from a health and safety standpoint, but also we think it's just good for the psyche of the nation to be able to get out to football games, to actually experience the rhythm of life that they had before. And because we can do it safely, we should. That said, each and every individual team is working closely with local authorities and local leaders. And ultimately, they're the ones that get to make the call. And so we have great partners in Maryland and Prince George's County to help us uh, work that through.
0: Hey, uh, Jason, we just got a, almost a hang up button on you. We didn't expose your number though, thank God. I did not think that's good news. I mean, geez, there's gonna be, hey, there's gonna be people calling with ideas of what you should be in that team. Um, whenever you think about this upcoming season, is this a and I know you and other NFL presidents interact and talk to each other. You got and, and I enjoyed you saying like, hey, it's good for the psyche of the it is, man. Like how much is yeah. how much is that really being talked around about around the NFL? Like, hey, we have uh, not only is obviously this a business and uh, you know that whole thing and we have a game and everything but also the NFL for a long time has been like the entertainment for a lot of America and I think getting a chance to get everybody back in the stadiums is huge just from a mental standpoint on right. beating hopefully on the other side of that how much is that talked about amongst all the teams is, is that kind of like a hey we we owe our communities this type of stuff so let's not get it wrong is that a real feeling around yeah the NFL? yeah
3: I mean I talked about it a little bit with some of my closest peers that I talk about. About, that I talked to in the league um, but definitely in Washington we talk about that all the time as a leadership team me Dan Tanya and the rest of our leadership team that's on our minds all the time I think we definitely play a bigger societal role than I I realized coming into this. as a player I was like yeah I know this is important but you know I'm just I'm, I'm gonna collect my check and stay on the roster right like as yeah. as, I didn't realize. The importance that this really played in um, in our broader culture and so you know that's why even the, the little things we're doing of you know the proper mask policies and making parking better and having better local food vendors and authentic and local entertainment like even just little innovations like that in the stadium make a difference for folks so not only can they get out and do these things that make them feel normal connected to something bigger than themselves but also see themselves represented in it. I'm so happy
0: it seems like there's a new generation going in there you know what I mean like I never understood why there wasn't you know like hey how come we don't have like I should experience the city that I'm going to I think whenever I go to a game like hey it's a celebration of your city basically and football is very much a hey our city's Gonna battle your city, basically. Yeah. And that is really. Exactly. That, that's
3: it. That's real. That is very that's real. It. And the and the experience should represent that. Like I think, you know, we've got a we got a ways to go here, but we're also thinking about our new venue and how we bring that in. But like when you come to the venue, you should you shouldn't be able to feel like you were in any other city. It should feel like D.C., Maryland, Virginia. The food should be D.C., Maryland, Virginia. The music should be D.C., Maryland, Virginia. You know, our entertainment team is dancing to go-go music for the first time in the history of the club. Like, those are the types of things that need to be done so that it's authentic and real. Hey, is ready for you whenever. Oh, I, yeah. that's my guy. That's my guy. Hey, my guy. <laughs> hey us, too.
0: Yeah. We talked to him. He, kn- he knows the game, but I didn't know he played football at Robert Morris. He was a football. I didn't know that.
3: He played football. He's a brilliant creative mind. Oh, He's yeah. one of our creative partners. Um, Smart. Uh, the people who advise him closely also advise me closely because I think he's tapped into how to do this right, and uh, he's a great partner to us.
0: Oh, that's great news. That's great to hear. I appreciate the fact that you're utilizing the big brains that you have near you to maybe help shape this yeah, thing. Yeah, no question. Before the boys have a couple questions for you, and we can't thank you enough for your time. I know you're very busy running a uh, I don't know, a couple billion dollar business. <laughs> the. Um, did you hear about Dr.? What was his name? Mike? Michael Osterhaus. Dr. Michael Osterhaus as a former player, okay? Dr. Michael Osterhaus. Osterholm. Osterholm. Doc- Dr. Mike, okay, <laughs> Dr. Mike is a good guy, by the way. Great, a great guy. guy. Went to school a long time. He earned that DR right there uh-huh. in the front there. But Dr. Mike was called in by Zimmer, uh, Coach Zimmer, to talk to the team. And uh, because the vaccination levels and everything like that. Yep. It, and me and AJ's first thoughts were that is the toughest room that guy is ever going to fucking walk into. <laughs> I mean, that is, he's got that is, a, a NFL locker room, is a group of very successful people who are very stubborn and have their own thoughts. So we thought there's zero chance old Dr. Mike has any shot going in there and persuading anybody. Zimmer said he did pretty good. I don't know if it turned anybody <laughs> around or whatever, but have you guys, because Ron Rivera was very loud early. Because because uh, of everything that happened last year with him beating cancer and everything. Has has that whole thing, is it only going to get bigger, you think, the COVID protocol stuff with this vaccination thing in the NFL? Because it's starting. the conversations are starting to get bigger as we get closer to the season. Cam's out five days. Beasley's out five days. There's, Zimmer's pissed every day at his quarterback. Yeah. I mean, it is. It's only going to grow, right? And how does it end, you think, in your eyes? How
3: does it stop? Well, I'll, I'll answer the first part of your question first of, like, what is it like to bring somebody in? Even when I go and talk to the team— no. I'm always I'm always ready in the back of my mind like if someone says some smart ass shit I'm ready. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got like to I'm it. ready. I'm like I'm ready to come at you if you say something because you know that's how it is, right? They're just waiting waiting to get at you with something. But we we also brought in experts to help our guys Oh, get educated. Oh, and no 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 I'll no no, no 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 that
0: was a good part. I, no no no, hold on, hey, hold on, hey, hold on, hey, hold on. Hey, hold on, we lost you. We lost it, you. Maybe more so, maybe more so than him. Hold on, we lost you. You're frozen. You're handsome though, so you don't look terrible. AJ Hawk gets frozen. His face is just oh, yeah, His hands are let, on. There. Let the president know it is uh, the Washington Football Team president. So there, we lost you right there. Sorry about that. That's our fault, not yours. We, we will good? hope to make it better. You said you guys okay. talking to the room, then you brought some experts in.
3: Oh no. Yeah, I so said we brought experts in too. And what and what I'm learning is that our our folks. Like, are, they're kind of smarter than we were when we played. <laughs> I feel like we were a bit of knuckleheads. We weren't tapped into the best and brightest information. And these guys really engage and they take it in. And so I do think Osterhouse, MO, whatever y'all call them, probably did a great job because the guys are willing to listen. We brought in Dr. Kismikia Corbett, this dope sister who's a, a epidemiologist and physician who helped invent the Moderna vaccine. She spoke to our guys. Uh, And that really connected and helped some guys get there. So I think it it works and it will work. And I'm confident that the league and the teams and the guys ultimately are going to do what it takes to get this season done safely. Because not only do we all our livelihoods depend on it, but also what we talked about earlier. This is important for the fans, the public and their psyche. And I think everybody feels a bit of that civic duty as well.
0: I'm so happy you're a president of an NFL team. It Mm -hmm. makes no sense that you're the guy that's running it right now. It feels like you're supposed to be incredibly snobby, stuffy, stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Uh It just feels like some of the decisions, you know, out of touch almost. It feels like you're supposed to be. You're doing incredible. I'm so happy a player is in your position because – I think it's really going to help not just Washington, but I think in the entire NFL, maybe with some decisions that are made. For instance, why don't you go back over to the football ops and tell them they need to not find Benny LeMay for that flex thirty-five hundred bucks? I don't know if you saw that. He does I not. Did it. He, oh. He's University of Charlotte, I believe, yep. running back in in Indianapolis. He did a run, flexed. Uh, he's probably not going to make our team. Our running back thing is big, but he'll be at least practice squad or somewhere else. Hopefully, mm-hmm. thirty five hundred dollar fine for a Come flex. A guy ain't even going to make that much money. A guy ain't oh, going to make that. That's as a, your as league. A former,
3: as a former practice squad running back, I just my heart rate just went up. <laughs> yeah, getting a fine, getting a fine like that with what I was making, getting fired every other week. Oh lord. Um, Yeah, I I didn't, I didn't catch it. Um, I do know, like, you know, I was a, I was a bit of a trash talker. I like to have fun. So uh, hopefully they land in the right sweet spot so that it's, it's still entertaining, but you know, the league is able, the league knows what it's doing. They know what they're doing with what the public wants. And so hopefully they land in the right sweet spot.
0: Yeah, it seems to happen every year with the point of emphasis. It, it gets uh just absolutely ruined early. And then it's like, okay, we can both come kind of come to an agreement. And I think they almost do it so they can say like, see, you know what it could be like? We just showed you. All mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. So we mm-hmm. just made it. A-
1: I think that is a little bit of that, which by the way, good business. Go ahead, Ty. Mm-hmm. Jason, one of the last times we had you on here, it was like right after the fallout of the expose and the Washington post and all that kind of stuff. And you had to deal with that almost immediately at this point, do you feel like you can finally breathe and you're past that? And are you happy with the progression that the franchise has made since you took the job? And like, what, what more do you think you need to do to get to the point where you guys want to be?
3: That's a great question. Uh, Yeah. And I want, I want to find all the wood to knock on here, but I do believe that, that we have jumped the shark when it comes to culture. And and while it was a difficult season being in the context of COVID and not being able to help host fans last year, it did allow me and our team to focus explicitly on people and organizational health and culture for the most part of last year. You know, uh, for for good and bad reasons, we turned over 90% of the top two layers in the organization over the last several months. And that would be disruptive in a normal setting, but for us was necessary and has us in a great place with the most diverse leadership team in the NFL, people from backgrounds all across of media, entertainment and business, not just in football. And because of that, we're getting really collaborative minds on things. And I think our folks are starting to see a highly professionalized and innovative culture um, that can put their heads down and grind, that have the pulse of the fans. We've got a long way to go to show and prove. But internally, it feels like a completely different organization. Even though maybe I'm, you know, living dog years, I feel tired as hell. But it's been really good.
0: I think it's only gonna. I think you're. You know, this is like whenever you become actual president, they say you age, yeah, pretty quick. I think right. whenever you became president of uh, the Washington Football Team. I mean, it feels like the stress was damn near, probably, President Yeah. I mean, probably. I mean, hey, you were in the middle of it. Now, you can't talk about it, obviously, but there was expose after expose Mm -hmm. after expose. No name. You got... And by the way, COVID. There's a worldwide stoppage. What you have done, nothing short of amazing. Appreciate you, man. Good luck this season. We can't thank you enough for joining us. Um, I hope you... You know, when you decide to pick a name or the group decides to pick a name, you know, I hope it's the right one, man. I
1: already know
3: what you're talking about. I already know what you're talking about. How about this? How about this? How about we find a way to make sure you're you're involved whenever we get to that point? Oh, so dude, yes. you should do you've like- been, You've been you've been helpful in driving the dialogue. Let me find let's find a creative way to make sure you're engaged.
0: Well, yeah, that. don't put too much on me. Though. I will react whenever you make the announcement. <laughs> don't worry about it. But if you would like me to say the name is without ever really knowing what the name is, I'm hundred percent in. You let me know. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah,
3: let's figure let's figure out how we get you in it because you've been you've been helping a ton. I appreciate it, man.
0: Well, I don't know if I've actually been helping or hurting you because I've been driving
1: a little bit more.
3: No, the dialogue is good. Even if even if you even if you're 180 degrees off from where we want to land, you're you're engaging (laughs) our fans. (laughs) Okay, all right. good. You're engaging our fans and our fans talking about the name, the brand, what it means to them, what they want to see in the experience. That's what I need. That's the kind of dialogue I need and you're helping me do that so I appreciate it.
0: Man, that's awesome. I'm so thankful to be talking about a player in a presidential role for a team about to make a decision that is going to affect the next 100 years of the entire NFL. Incredibly proud and impressed by you, sir. Ladies and gentlemen, president of the Washington Football Team, Jason Wright. Thank yeah, you. Sir. Jason! Now that the world's opening back up, so many new thrills. Let's go back a sentence or two. Okay, okay. When you, when the moment comes, you want to be ready. Hell That's yeah. true. Yeah. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for erectile dysfunction, Ooh. all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Once you take care of that, though, you get the Roman swipes, and guess what? Huh? Last a long
2: time. Bang, a bang it up, banging up, up. Yeah,
0: it's <laughs> Pete Alonzo at the, all, yes. at the Home Run Derby. That's Boom, right.
2: dingers. time.
0: <laughs> Bingo. Oh my God, ladies and gentlemen! Living legend is joining us live. Just a few days away from the Big Three playoffs happening in the Bahamas. Co-founder of the Big Three, movie star, NWA, rap Hall of Fame legend, ladies and gentlemen, big ass brain, having Ice Cube. Yeah! What's going on? What's happening, man? man? Hey, you have.
6: How y'all feeling?
0: You have one of the biggest brains in the history of humans. You know that, right? Yeah.
6: You know, it's, uh, it's shaped like a cube. So that's probably why <laughs> it works so good.
0: I think that straight out of Compton, right? Whenever we were watching that. And in there, obviously, the scene of you writing Friday is in there. I think that was a beautiful flex, first of all. But also, I think it was a great moment to be like, this dude is one of the most talented humans to ever exist. I want to let you know we appreciate everything you've done for our society and entertainment. And how the hell did you get into the big three? When did sports say, you know what, I've conquered this, I've conquered... Oh, dude, hey, Friday... Next Friday, what? Friday after next, uh, the ride along, with all the damn uh, jump streets. What? I mean, you just name it; it never ends. How did you decide to get into the sports world, Ice Cube?
6: Being a fan, man, and first of all, I appreciate that, man. You know, uh, but but being a fan of of sports all my life, uh, you know, that's the only time I can really fan out. You know, when it comes to sports, and you know, I, I looked at guys you know getting out the game to me before before their time and to me it was like yo these dudes you know they got a lot left in the tank to play you know what kind of game would attract people and then i start thinking about three on three it's right there under the surface you know everybody played three on three so uh elevating that to the pro level has been a hell of a journey for for me and my partners uh, but we here, man. we happy. we in the Bahamas playoffs. You know, they ready to fight for that Doc J trophy. Uh, so, you know, it, it's just great to to be here.
7: Do you ever think about having a, a celebrity or like an actor's three-on-three uh, three league? I know I see Adam Sandler playing basketball all the time, Gary Vaynerchuk. I see him posting videos. I think there's a bunch, bunch of people that would want to get in, but I don't know if there's a, a market, I guess, to watch.
6: Um, You know, I don't know about a whole celebrity league uh, as far as, um, you know, all celebrities, you know. But I think there's some guys that may have enough game to play in the big three for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, you know, I would love for them to try out one day and see if they do got enough game to play at this level. So that would be more interesting to me. Um, There's a few celebrity leagues out there. And I'll let them dudes do that, man. You know, doing this is hard enough.
0: Uh, I can respect that. Probably a lot more bullshit to deal with all the celebrities wanting to play basketball (laughs) as well. Couldn't even fathom the amount of logistical nightmares that could be. Marketing people, agents, PR people. Oh, Adam Sandler shows up in cargo shorts, though, and fucking balls, <laughs> yeah. from what I've been told. Uh, did you watch the three-on-three in the Olympics? And what were your thoughts on that? Who's that dude from Serbia? There was a guy from Serbia who was like a three-on-three legend. Did you get a chance to see that? And uh, was there any thoughts of, like, let's try to recruit some of them into our league?
6: Well, yeah, that guy is playing in our league. Uh, Desan Bullet, he's in our <sighs> okay. league. Okay! You know, he, he won the bronze medal uh, with the Serbian team and then flew in and started playing in our league in week four. Uh, his team didn't make it to the to the playoffs though, but uh, oh. he came and he lit it up. Um, and I did watch, you know, what they're doing. Uh, I think, you know, it's great for the Olympics. Uh, I think what's the difference is, you know, they're doing, you know, amateur three on three and we're doing the professional version. So uh, I think we have the best three on three athletes in the world. So. Uh, I believe the U.S. should have used some big three athletes, and maybe they would have qualified for you know for playing in the game. Mm-hmm. So we thought, thought know, maybe
0: I, we thought maybe you Roger gutted that thing and said nah, none of our players yeah, can go. Yeah. <laughs> it's great to hear that that was not the case. Why did we not have
6: a team out there? I have no idea. You know, we we asked uh, the uh, Olympic, uh, you know, USA Basketball, if they wanted to to you know, have any of our athletes. Um, they were trying to send them through that point system. And I'm like, dude, we got we got dudes that's won championships in the NBA. Y'all don't oh, yeah. y'all don't make the NBA players do that stuff on for five on five. So why why do uh, you know, guys that are like Joe Johnson, why would he have to go through some damn point system? So um they basically was like thank you but no thank you and I was like all right you know your loss yeah they, they damn sure did lose you know <laughs> qualified to, to take a team over there it's pathetic um uh,
0: it was pathetic it was bad we're talking to ice cube co-founder of the big 3 but also nwa and producer of all these movies. everything you're in do you write at this point or are you hired out as an actor as well or, or are you mostly the brain behind a lot of this stuff
6: no you know i just act sometimes you know sometimes I'm just hired as an actor, and that's cool. It's actually a lot easier to just go in and act and, you know, go home, you know, producing. you 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 worried about all kind of shit that's going on, you know what I mean? you like, they talking about all kind of issues on the set you're dealing with. You know, people don't like each other in the makeup trailers. It's just all kind of petty stuff that you got to deal with, you know what I'm saying? But... But as an actor, you just walk on, do your thing, and be like, man, deuces, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? See y'all tomorrow. And, uh, you know, it's much easier for sure.
0: Anything in the works that we should keep our eye out for? And I know the boys have some questions, so we appreciate your time, but do you have anything cooking? Any new, are you writing anything right now? Creating anything
6: right now? Always writing, always creating. You know, right now I got Big Three on my mind. Um, we're supposed to do a movie later this year, me and Jack Black. Called oh hell no oh, um, it's gonna be good and uh, yeah yeah it's gonna be funny as hell and <laughs> so and so uh, you know I, I'm doing this other movie war war of the worlds we're doing this uh, kind of a new technology a way to do that movie so that's that's dope doing that for Universal um, always writing but right now I just got you know I got big three on my brain for the next few weeks till we uh till we you know, pop some champagne, man, and we crown a champion.
0: Yeah, it's not easy to run a league, especially whenever it's playoff and championship time. Go ahead, Ty.
1: Ice Cube, uh, Pat mentioned the producing. The Raiders doc you did for the uh, 30 for 30 was one of my favorite ones. With that being said, do you still fuck with the Raiders, or was it a tough pill to swallow when they moved to Vegas?
6: No, nah, you know, I'm the president of the Raider Nation. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, you know what I mean? Uh, you know, I'm down uh, to the wheels fall off. They was already in Oakland, so, you know, I was hoping they would come to L.A. They gave us the bullshit Chargers, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, we slanging them for cheap. We're throwing the Clippers, too. You know what I'm saying? We're throwing the Clippers for cheap y'all want them. Uh, but but I'm, I'm still down with the Raiders. You know, I ain't, I'm definitely not rolling with the Chargers.
0: How much uh, do you watch a lot of NFL? Do you watch a lot of the Raiders games? Or are you kind of busy in everything else that's going on in the world? Are you dialed in? Yeah.
6: I'm busy. No, I'm not dialed in. I'm, I'm pretty busy, but I, I'm still watching. But it's preseason. You know what I mean? Like It's preseason. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I'm waiting for, for, for game one, week one, when the real bullets start to fly.
0: Hey, speaking of real bullets, the Raiders are staring down an IRS fucking investigation right now. I don't know if that's anything. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Hey, it's preseason Raiders. What you expect? (laughs) (laughs) Can't be too clean. Uh, Everybody, go go ahead. too clean. Yeah. Well, I think that's what they're saying. I think think everybody a part of it. Go ahead, Connor. Yeah,
2: Ice Cube. When you see uh, rappers beefing these days, like Drake and Kanye West and those guys, does it just kind of make you laugh, or is it just so ridiculous you don't even pay attention to it?
6: I mean, it's part of the game. You know, it's to me, it's it's like fighters. You know, I mean, you want them to to talk a little shit before they get in the ring. Um, So. It's all part of the game. As long as it don't get violent, I'm with it. You know, once it get violent, then that street stuff that ain't ain't got nothing to do with music. So, as um, long as they keep it, you know, what I mean, keep it within the lines, as they say. I'm all with it, man. All fair, all's fair in love and record sales. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like, you you gotta you gotta let people do their thing. You know, you definitely gotta let Kanye be Kanye, man. People. Trying to bottle that man up. Let that man do him, man. It's, 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 uh, you know, it's art. He's, he's, he's living art. You know what I'm saying? So, Cube, I you know, can I call you Cube? Yeah. Cube,
0: you ever think about in the middle of a fucking concert just getting some, uh, some, some wires on you and lifting you up in the middle of the stadium like Kanye did <laughs> down there when he was living in the Mercedes Benz
6: stadium? And he was what, 200 feet in the sky. <laughs> that motherfucker is a maniac. Yeah. That was wild. I'm, you know, he definitely got more uh, nerve than me. You know, I'm definitely not letting nobody strap me up and taking me that high in no building. So, you know, I keep my hip hop on the ground. You know, I'm, I'm OG with it. You know what I mean? we, we stay on the stage. I don't stage dive. You know what I mean? You know, I don't rap over my lyrics. You know what I mean? I give you straight up, you know, OG hip hop. That's awesome.
0: Go ahead, AJ.
7: So I, I have to ask you about One of the, my favorite movies of all time Came out in 1997, Anaconda You had one of the cleanest <laughs> yes. knockouts Of a dude off the boat I don't know if it was Angelina Jolie's dad or whoever you knocked John out Boy, yeah. With his elbow slash forearm And it, ever since then My brothers and a group of everyone in Ohio That I know we, Our dream is to ice cube somebody Either like <laughs> in a real fight Or we, we would ice cube people into the pool Like That's all we ever did So I just had to let you know And How many times did you get to film that?
6: Oh man, we shot that in uh, Manaus, Brazil. You know, when I heard I heard we was going to Brazil, I got all excited, but then I realized Manaus is not Rio. You know what I mean? Manaus is in the middle of the jungle. You know, so um, we shot it a few times. Uh, You know, John Voight. You know, he' an OG actor. You know what I mean? From the old school. So. You know, he ain't gonna let you get him too much. You know what I mean? It's like one take of this and uh, then we off to the next. So uh, it was fun to work on that, man. You know, I was happy to get out of there, though, because, you know, working on the real uh, Amazon wasn't no joke. Yeah, No joke at all. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I don't think that's a place people go, you know, I want to spend six months working there. (laughs) I think that is something a lot of people say. Uh, How nice was it to revisit while you wrote uh, Straight out of Compton and your son. How nice was it to revisit that moment where you walked into old Stooges office with a baseball bat and just fucked everything up? Was that, how nice was that moment in real life in actual time? That had to feel pretty good. They got rage rooms all over the country where people go do this. You actually got to do it to the person and then reliving it again. Was there any part where you're like, ah, oh, no, I, I think I actually went over there as well. And I fucked it. <laughs> was
6: there any of that? How was that whole uh, uh, process? It, it was, it was uh, doing it, I was pissed off. And, you know, we almost went to jail. So, <laughs> it wasn't as fun as the movie. You know, the walk-off <laughs> in the movie was in slow motion and shit. You know what I mean? The walk-off in real life was like, all right, let's roll. You know what I mean? We did what we had to do. Let's get the hell out of here. LAPD on their way. <laughs> so, uh, you know, reliving it it is it's bittersweet you know of course we want to be accurate as as we can in a two-hour movie um but you know brian turner is a nice guy you know what i mean he's a cool dude you know i hate that he had to relive that you oh, know what i'm saying yeah. because we we cool now
0: yeah
6: uh, but you know at the end of the day we wanted to kind of show you you know the, all the pressures and everything that was going on at the time. On everybody, you know, it wasn't wasn't a cakewalk for nobody during that time, even though we was having the time of our life. I think it
0: reintroduced how important NWA was to music and society to a whole generation of people that couldn't have experienced it. I I think that was the big takeaway. And did you expect it to be as positive, the reviews of Straight Outta Compton whenever you created it? Or did you think maybe like, okay, people are going to hate this, some people are going to love this? Because I think mostly everybody was like hey that's a great fucking movie aside from the guy I guess that had his uh, desk blown up he probably hated it and some other people that maybe were assholes they didn't like it but did you expect the reaction to be as positive as it was because it was fantastic the whitest of white people loved it and then I mean like everybody really enjoyed the hell out of that thing
6: yeah I mean we expected to you know definitely do the do the movie right um get the right feeling the right vibe the right tone uh Having F. Gary Gray as a director was important, you know, he knows Los Angeles, he lived through the time. He, uh, you know, was right there with the group in in a lot of instances. So, you know, we had the right ingredients, you know, Dr. Dre being a producer, me being a producer. um, We knew we was going to do a movie that wasn't just about rap. You know, the movie was going to be about uh, friendship. It was going to be about uh break up the makeup it was going to be about rags to riches it was going to be about you know david versus goliath um so we knew we had all those ingredients that everybody can relate to you know not just you know rappers but anybody can relate to that kind of story so you got that story wrapped in in the backdrop of the crazy shit we was going through with nwa and death row and you know uh you know everything in between then you know we knew we had a great movie um it was just all about making sure that we you know edited right and marketed right and thank god universal um did did their thing and and knocked it out the park yeah it
0: was awesome and thank god for you putting it together and the whole thing and I couldn't even imagine what those hotels after parties were like. Ooh. I mean, I guess I got a chance to, gl- to get a little glimpse of it. There was probably some incredibly uncomfortable <laughs> moments uh, that through that entire thing, and fantastic, obviously. Go ahead, Diggs. Uh, Mr. Yeah. yeah. Mr. yeah. 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 yeah.
2: <laughs> Mr. Cube, when I'd work out, which is rare, uh, Go to Church is one of my go-to songs of year to listen to, and you work, obviously, with Snoop on that. Um, is there an artist musically or in the acting world that you have been with that you enjoy working with the most?
6: Yeah. Um, and on that record, you know, Little Little John produced that music. He produced the beat. He produced the song. So when you got me, Little John, and Snoot together, you can't miss. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I love working with, you know, Great producers, people that kind of are at the top of their game. You know, I had a chance, of course, to work with the great Dr. Dre. You know, it's always, you know, a, a special time to be able to work with him because you know, you know, you're working with you know one of the best to ever do it. Um, love working with the Bomb Squad back in the day. You know, learned a lot from them. Uh, they produced all the Public Enemy records, so to be in there with you know, Chuck D and and, and his team, um, and, and produced my first album, you know, was special. You know, these are moments I can't I can't forget. Uh people like DJ Pooh, who we wrote Friday together. Uh so me and him been doing movies, music, videos, you know, everything together for a long time. So these are some of my favorite people to work with.
0: How about Mount Westmore? When I saw Mount Westmore, what was that fight? What fight was no, that? It was one of the trailer ones. I there was think. A trailer. Yeah, that
6: was a trailer fight. Hey, yeah.
0: I lost my fucking mind whenever you guys, and I was like, okay, is there an album coming? Do we have a tour coming? What are we doing with Mount Westmore?
6: Yeah, you know, we uh we definitely got it coming. We was getting our ducks in a row, you know what I mean? It's it's easier in a lot of ways to say and, and to get four guys in the studio but we just got to make sure we got everything worked out behind the scenes yes, uh, before we, you know, just take off. Because it is a super group. We do got, we got about 48, 50 tracks what? already done. Damn. Yeah, yeah. And so we got a few albums and we're going to roll them out with, with tours and all that kind of stuff. So this fall, here we come.
0: Oh, you guys are going to be Let's selling our fucking stadiums. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, that,
2: how many tracks? 48 Jeez.
0: how does that even how long does that take do you guys just have like the guys like you and Snoop and obviously everybody uh, do you guys just have just never ending hooks in your mind that like alright <laughs> I gotta get into a booth right now I I got 30 to 50 fucking smashes <laughs> right like how does that even happen
6: man you know just having this many creative people down in and, and focus on one project you know everybody was giving us beats um we were hyped up because we working together um it's actually less work because you know you just really got to come up with your verse your hook you know so everybody instead of doing three verses we all doing one verse coming up with hooks double hooks triple hooks you know we just it's Just we, hey, so much creativity.
0: Cube, listen. This is going to come from a dumb white in the middle of Indiana. I want to let you know. Not enough people make bangers anymore. Mm. We need bangers, Cube. We need yes. fucking bangers. I need to go into a gym and turn something on and make me want. Okay, I want to fucking kill everybody. Yeah. Like we don't make that anymore. Like I think that is a. Yeah. Diggs talked about that is like when he works out. For me, when I get in the gym, I need. Okay, I need a banger right now. Everybody's and I appreciate and I respect that our society's getting to this point. Everybody's in love. All right, okay. Okay. I need some, yeah.
6: you know what I mean? I need some bang- We got 48 to 50 bangers coming. We got a lot of bangers on there. I mean, we got we got bangers, we got old school, oh, you know what I mean, yes. like music that we all grew up on, and 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 we got, you know, that new shit. You know what I'm saying? We we got we got something for everybody. <laughs> hey,
0: that's why you're a legend, dude. We appreciate you so much for your time. Good luck with the big three playoffs. I think personally. Hey, Tri-State's gonna be a fucking problem. Huh? Yep. Yeah, look out. Okay, yeah, yeah they're a problem. Cube. They're a big, big, big time problem. What um when they win they win the Dr. J trophy? Yeah. Is that the you same they, year after year? Is it the same trophy or is it a new one?
6: What's a new one every year? You know, uh the, the, the captain and the team get to take that one and pass it around, do what the hell they want to do with it, <laughs> like the Stanley Cup. But but we get a new one every year. Uh, cause we want, you know, guys to, to want they own, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and, and to keep it. And, and, you know, uh, we're thankful that Dr. Dre, I mean, I said Dr. Dre, Dr. J. Hey, Dr. Dre's uh, supporting as well. By yeah. The Andre, yeah. Dre, big yeah, fit. You yeah. know, uh, let us name the championship tro- trophy after him. You know what I'm saying? He's a legend in the game. We, we grateful that he, he's a coach in our league, uh, that he believed in the big three. Uh, more than ESPN, you know, they don't they don't fuck with us for some reason they yeah, don't really fuck with uh, me either,
5: Cube. I mean, yeah, man. Yeah.
6: what's wrong with them dudes, man? They, man I slow. don't know! What is the what deal? Wrong with them dudes, I feel like but, we got some good stuff you know, I feel like we got some good stuff what's the deal? I don't know, man, maybe they just haters. slow and, and, and fucking out of touch but, but anyway, <laughs> thank, thank you for doc, uh, Dr. J um, you know Hopefully he win it this year. You know, the trophy named after him, you know, he probably need to win one. (laughs) one (laughs) Ladies
0: and gentlemen, rap icon, movie icon, Big Three founder, one of our biggest brains that humans have ever seen. Ladies and gentlemen, Ice Cube. Thank you, man. Do you identify as Crypto Curious? If you thought about entering the world of cryptocurrency but felt a little overwhelmed or confused, Coinbase makes learning to buy and sell simple. If you've been looking to level up your financial portfolio, it's always good to diversify. Why not think about cryptocurrency a little bit? Backed by the world's leading investors, Coinbase keeps your portfolio safe and secure while adding crypto into your mix. Coinbase offers a trusted and easy-to-use platform to buy, what, sell, what, and spend cryptocurrency. They support the most popular digital currency on the market and make them accessible to everyone. They offer portfolio management and protection, learning resources, and a mobile app so you can trade securely and monitor your crypto all in one place millions of people in over a hundred countries trust coinbase with their digital assets whether you're looking to diversify just getting started or searching for a better way to access crypto markets start today with coinbase for a limited time new users can get five dollars in free bitcoin when you sign up today at coinbase.com forward slash pat that's coi Nba dot forward slash P-A-T. Sign up at coinbase.com forward slash Pat for $5 in free Bitcoin. Coinbase.com forward slash Pat. Shout out to Coinbase, by the way. Making the crypto world easier to understand and maneuver through. Hammered Down boys have joined us in studio. How you guys doing? We still, winning, are doing? Are still winning bets or what on this Tuesday? Yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, the uh, the Jags coming back to cover in the 100-0 yeah. hitting was criminal last night. Thanks, <laughs> CJ Beathard. Peace we all kind of saw well,
0: that coming, didn't we? What do you mean? Yeah, we all, as soon as you they guys scored 18 all,
2: points in the fourth
0: quarter. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, though. As soon as you all were dancing on the Jags' grades early, I mean, Gumpy was in my spaces last night. Oh, bet on the Saints or something like that. And somebody else, I had better team, Darius Butler had better team. Um, Oh, and everything. As soon as I heard that, I actually live bet the Jacksonville Jaguars. Wow. Yeah, I live okay. bet last night in preseason football. I don't like doing it. I don't like betting on preseason football because you can't really tell anything. But these these preseason games, I don't know how you guys are putting actual predictions out there, Gump.
4: The Jags do stink.
0: They're
2: bad. Very bad. Hey. Urban Meyer might be uh, having a Papa John's on a golf cart halfway through game one.
0: Okay, so that's Company's take <laughs> oh, was yeah. Hammered Down. You can watch Hammered Down 15 minutes after this show ends at YouTube.com forward slash Hammered Down. They're giving out winners. What? How would you guys do last night? Not great?
2: Two and three. Soccer was oh, good. No. <laughs> baseball wasn't great. Tough night on the diamond.
0: Oh, <laughs> shit. No. You spanned three sports, soccer, football, and baseball yeah, last night?
2: We'll be back tonight. All
0: right. Hey, can't wait to see you get back on that heater that you've always been on how'd you do last
2: night?
0: One, two, and one. Okay, uh, so hammer down boys are down a little bit.
2: Which is good. Yes, last night, yeah?
0: Yeah, it's good because football season's right around the corner. That's right? right. So we, you need to get all these L's out of the way now because the dubs are coming later. And, you know, in the Colts locker room back in the day, the original, um, not the original, the regime that I was drafted into, the Bill pulling and Peyton one and everything like that, I was very lucky to be there. Uh, actual statement after preseason games, and it was reiterated by Reggie, I think, last, or two nights ago on Twitter. Uh, Let's not waste our wins in the preseason. (laughs) The Colts are a notoriously terrible preseason football team. Literally the first time the Colts have been 2-0 in 27 years, okay? Let's not waste our dubs in the preseason was an actual mindset and mentality. I don't know if the fans felt the same way or the media did, (laughs) but in the locker room that was actually said. So that's what you guys are doing. Let's not waste these wins in the no. preseason. Let's go, boys. Hey, thank you for doing that, fellas. Well. Come on. Thank you, on. boys. We appreciate you guys. Get back to that diamond. We'll see you at regular season football. Joining us now to talk about Urban Meyer and uh, maybe Urban Meyer's future after watching last night's Monday Night Football game. Um, good friend of Urban Meyer. Yep. Co-host of many shows with Urban Meyer. Yep. Uh, from Ohio mm-hmm. State, cult that Urban Meyer also is a part of, ladies and gentlemen, A.J. Hawk. Yay! Hey, it's a good What's look. It's a good look today, wow. dude. Little Steve Jobs with a turtleneck though, just long sleeve bike. You look fascinating today. You look very interesting. Are you going to speak somewhere? I I am not. I did
7: have a little speaking thing last night, but I've worn I think I wore this probably three days ago. Like it's nothing different.
0: I didn't see it. I I must have missed it. Three days ago. Would have been on a Sunday, so that's (laughs) probably why I didn't see it. Let's talk about (laughs) Okay. All right. All right. Don't be an asshole. All right. That's on me. I apologize. There's really uh, last night did you watch that game, even though you had a speaking engagement? Did you get a chance to see Urban Meyer on Monday night football? I did. A lot of people did, and I think a lot of people were saying, Hey, it looks like Urban Meyer has no idea what the fuck he signed up for do you you get that accurate uh reading from everybody or do you think that's just how urban is handling the game and this is kind of how he's going to be until they're good
7: well it definitely feels like that and when you look online and, and you see and i actually watched the first quarter at buffalo wild wings with my son we had practice so we went right there to get and we saw we got there right at kickoff nice. and first off before you get into urban i used to call i call it bw3s but Oh, yeah. Everyone says that's wrong. Wow. No, yeah.
0: Well, I remember that BW3s was way back, though, because what was it? Wild yeah. and Wonderful Wings. You know? Yeah.
7: Buffalo Wild Wings and WEC or something it used to be. That's all, it's BW3s to me, but then when I say that, people look at me because they don't know what I'm talking
0: about. So I grew up in Pittsburgh. We have not call it BW3s. We called it B-dubs, yep. but in West Virginia, everybody that went oh, yeah. to West Virginia, they called it BW3s, and BW3s was the only place you could shit about 1.32 a.m. Nice. nice. Yeah, in the whole town. Yeah, run down to BW3s, and got an open toilet. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, so that's where I. <laughs> heard BW3s. Has to. That was the first oh. time I heard it. Yeah. Uh, hearing you say that, by the way, just took yeah. me back to about 1.32 a.m. on High Street down there in Morgantown. I was, oh, no. Gotta get the BW3s. Code, <laughs> um, code red. I got you got one down there BW3s. <laughs> Shout out to Buffalo Wild Wings. But anyways, you watched first quarter of B-Dubs. Did you get a chance to hear the Monday Night Football crew? Did you get a chance to hear any Urban Meyer's interviews beforehand? I, I was very fascinated. I actually texted you and said, would I like Urban Meyer? Because I was listening to his press conferences. And uh, he was giving some answers media, you know, about the competition between Gardner Minshew and Trevor Lawrence and everything. And as I was hearing him answer the media people, I actually started thinking to myself, like, maybe I'd like this guy. I don't because of what he said about me out of nowhere. I'm not even on contract for a show and he takes a shot at me in an interview and it makes its way back to me and everything like that. But, you know, so we kind of started on rocky terms or whatever. But after listening to him speak, I was like, maybe I'd like this guy. I think I would like playing for him. Do you think that's going to be the case in the NFL, or do you think he's potentially going to bow out before they get that? It seems like they got a long road still. They've yeah. they got a long yeah. road to go still, and it's just preseason. It could change completely. We might be overreacting, but I think everybody who's watching last night going, does Urban have any idea what he signed up for here?
7: It, it does seem – it is a bit scary when you watch it and you see everything that went on and how good the Saints
0: looked. I mean, are the Saints just that good? Is
7: their defense that good? that they can overpower the Jags' O-line every time?
0: does have to be talked about that the Saints' defense is really fucking good. Like, very, mm-hmm. very – the Saints' defense is very good. Trevor Lawrence made a couple big-time plays, right? He made a couple big-time plays that if you're watching as a Jaguars fan or as a Trevor Lawrence fan or whatever NFL fan in general, you're like, oh, that guy – he has a chance to be great, like he has a chance to be really good. But much like what we saw from Joey Burrow last year, it seems like we are not going to find out what his actual ceiling could be this year, at least because he might be getting his ass beat. But yeah. could it be that the Saints' D line is so good, and that's okay? It just I was probably look- a little bit of
7: both. Probably uh, a little bit of both. Yeah. From that. and I, I try to ask myself too, like are are people overreacting? Like it's preseason. We always say like preseason doesn't really mean anything, but. This year does feel different. I, like I said before, I was excited to see the rookie quarterbacks play with Trevor Lawrence. Like, I don't think it's really anything he's doing wrong. He, he's getting blasted. He's taking the shots. He's He has a couple throws. The one where he's rolling out and he just makes it look effortlessly like rolling out to his left. That stuff's impressive. Uh, I just don't know how successful they'll be. Like, if you can't protect them and you can't run the ball, you're screwed. You have no chance.
0: Yeah, and I understand and I appreciate it. It seemed like they came out with a little different, you know, edge. Ooh. So, yeah, there was a couple of tackles. When, you know at Urban Meyer's big word is, hey, we're going to be on the edge. All right? We're throwing around this word elite run. Yeah. <laughs> Remember he said that? Oh, uh, yeah. The owners actually own <laughs> A, a, a company that is yeah. all about being elite. <laughs> kind of odd. So he can't... Yeah, fucking everybody's saying this elite word. We're, we're trying to be on the edge. Now I think he's come back down to elite because it's a great way to describe things because there is levels to being good and elite is one that you're trying to get to. The The entire Trevor Lawrence experiment, though, in looking at the stats that Monday Night Football had, Andrew Luck won 11 games his rookie year okay, as the number one overall pick because when you're the number one overall pick, you're going to a team that isn't good. Now, we... Lost Peyton Manning that particular year. And there were some other things we went through in 14. Dan Orlovsky tried to ruin the Andrew Luck thing actually at the end because we were getting hot and playing good. So I think our team was much, much better than the record indicated the year before. We just so happened to lose our entire offensive piece in the middle of training camp. And then Kerry Collins and Curtis Payne. I mean, it was just – there was a lot there. So Andrew won like 11 – Everybody else wins like five games, six games, yeah. four games. Like In the history of number one overall picks, there is not a lot of success. So I wonder if Urban Meyer knows that stat, if they're talking to Trevor about that stat. He says, and everybody's saying the reason why he won't name a starter down there is because he doesn't want Trevor to go out there and get blasted, lose his confidence, and be ruined forever, is what Urban said. I, I, or what people said Urban was alluding to, basically. When Trevor was asked about it, he said, that would be a bad business just to hand me over. For the starting job, he likes organization that competes and everything like that. My big thing is, Urban had a great TV job. Oh yeah, yeah. Urban's legacy is already built. Hey, this yeah. guy, top three, top. I'll say 3 because Nick Saban's 1 and I don't know who number somebody will have their own number 2 or whatever. Mm-hmm. Top 3 college football coach of all time? Yeah, one everywhere. I think that is very fair to say. I, I Urbans people might be pissed that I'm even saying 3 by the <laughs> yeah, way. Yeah. I'm just saying it because I have not done enough research at what point because he had it all when he was at Fox every coaching job that was opened urban do you want this job no okay do you want this job no do you want to do tv yes do you have national championships everywhere you want yes are you already cemented in stone as being the greatest yes did you see other college football coaches that are similar to you go and fail yes okay so you take the jacksonville jaguars job and allegedly you say all right i I'm going to need you guys to go all in here. I need new buildings. I need control. I need this. I need this. I need this. And Khan's like, you got it. Hey, fucking, you got everything you potentially want. What if they just stink? Like, will Urban own that? Will Urban, he'll have to, right? I mean, he'll yeah, have to. Yeah, own- I mean, what
7: what else can he do? Like, he knew that. He knew he was taking a big leap. It's like, how many times have I brought up Chad Johnson and his boxing match and afterwards when he talked and he got emotional, like, and he was proud. Like, he took a shot. And he was gave, like, a... An inspirational speech. Now he was dinged up a bit too. We know that maybe and a dump know,
0: probably of dopamine. There was probably a, quite yeah. a dopamine dump there where he was. But you
7: know, I respected the fact that he's like, hey man, like I'm not scared to get knocked out on national TV. Like you know, you could be a, a meme for the rest of your life. Like I respect when people aren't scared of that. And Urban knew coming in, but he, I think he knew it was an uphill battle as well. But what do I say? Coaches, coach, man. And it doesn't matter how great the TV gig is, how good the ratings are. Like I think coaches are. They need coaching to be fulfilled like that's what drives them that's what whatever it is like trying to find a way to get a little edge is everything that their whole brain like revolves around
0: i hope he has success i i hope he has success i honestly do and it's in the afc south and everything like that but that team just being completely rebuilt basically in urban's eyes you know what i mean like and him not be it's just like this is quite so
7: think about it it's got to be fat you know you we would say like oh how much how much time do you think you they give them to make to to prove like that they're they're going to to be a contender? People, oh no, two three years. We're talking after the second preseason game. That it's a mistake. Everything's wrong. Like his legacy is no, done. Like no, that's what not, the, his legacy is always it feels like some people are saying.
0: Yeah, the internet is definitely doing that. His legacy in college football is intact forever. I'm just saying at his age, and I don't know how old he is. I know he's been through multiple health scares, but mm-hmm. like he at his age, and you know the life he was living. Doing TV. Like, Cushy. Yeah. And I understand that coaches have to coach, but I think with TV, he still gets the reasoning to watch film. Like Gruden, you know, the Fired Football Coaches Association of America or whatever he used to go watch film. And he said it was for TV and everything like that. Urban was still able to break down film and motive. He was giving speeches to Ohio State every weekend on that big noon kickoff. I yeah. mean, he mm-hmm. was he was still doing coaching without all of that. He was on a sideline of Ohio State games with a whistle, I think. Yeah. yeah while he stood there. So he was still getting like... Like, all of it except for the actual, you know, team meetings and the locker room after a game and the one-on-ones and everything like that. So maybe he did miss all of those moments that can be, that can't be duplicated anywhere else, I don't think, except for in those moments, you know, whenever you all work together and get there. But man, the, I think, I mean, a second preseason game, okay, we got to fucking relax, but we also got to do a show every day, especially the day after the preseason game where we learn a lot about Urban and Trevor it feels like this is going to be a road now in his urban cool like back at utah didn't he have to build that program i assume yeah like he's gonna to have to build this thing and by the way building it isn't just like being a better recruiter or a better coach or it's like okay we got to be able to manage the salary cap better than everybody mm-hmm. we got to make people believe that this is the right place to spend their prime years of their career as opposed to potentially going somewhere else we got to hope that trevor lawrence is a guy which by the way I think he does have all the traits to be a guy. Listening to him do interviews is awesome too. know we'll find out if he has a killer instinct, which I think you have to have in the NFL to win. I think you have to be a killer uh, when it comes to football, not in real life in the NFL. But I think it's going to be a. I mean, I guess you could be a killer in real life and be good at football too. Yeah, true, it has happened. It has. I guess it has happened a too. Times. But I'm just saying we. I'm talking about killer on the field whenever yeah. you're a quarterback I think you have to do that. That's going I think it's going to be a long road. I might be completely wrong, but it feels like this is going to be a long long road. It's Jacksonville and that's not going to be able to turn it around easy but is Urban going to be able to stick with it? That is all anybody's asking. Well,
1: he's obviously going to like set the expectations and like the culture and stuff like that, but do you think it's detrimental with them getting Trevor Lawrence like He's not calling plays or anything, so how rooted in in Lawrence's development is he? like it's different where you know Trey Lance goes and the head coach is calling all the plays like he's very hands on with the development of his quarterback. like do you think that's detrimental at all? Obviously, Lawrence has all the skills to be like a franchise guy, but if when your head coach isn't the one who's necessarily developing him day to day, like does that matter as much?
0: Uh, I'm not sure and, and i' I don't know in what you just mentioned there leads us into a great conversation that I'm very excited to have. Um, but is like, if Trevor Lawrence is good, does that mean the Jaguars are going to be good? You know, like last year, Joey Burrow was good. The Bengals stunk. No, right. but hey, but Trevor Lawrence needs to be good if the Jaguars have
7: a chance to be good. He but can't course. be average and make the, Jag- and the Jaguars be good.
0: Of course. And I think Trevor Lawrence is going to be good. But like, I don't know if Urban Meyer's main thing is like, hey, I need Trevor to be good. Obviously, you need a quarterback to be fucking good. But it seems like there are some interesting got to hey, keep him healthy. He's got to stay in the lineup if you, killed, want, if you
7: want to develop the guy.
0: Bro, he if took he gets, a lot of shots, <sighs>
7: man, in a preseason game.
0: In a preseason game. I mean, he was taking shots. His hand was hitting stuff. Yeah. Like, there was, there was a, a, but then, I mean, there was a lot of things where I was like, oh, my God. Like, they might not have made the decision on who's the starter yet, but there's a chance that yeah. <laughs> it might have to be Gardner Minshew because what's going to happen with Trevor. But Trevor seems to be tough. Trevor seems to be handling it well, which is what Joey Burrow did. I just hope they have success. And I hope – honestly, I hope – I hope or I get to watch Urban Meyer kind of do his thing, and I assume that's what Urban Meyer's thinking as well. If I can turn around an NFL franchise, that's something that'll make me be much better than Saban in the entire thing, in the entire coaching world, and everything like that. Let's pivot to the other team and to the point that Ty Schmidt alluded to. Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill are in a quarterback competition. Jameis started last night balled the fuck out, okay? Dropping balls in buckets. The internet and his haters and detractors say he threw it in double coverage. He threw a perfect ball to a guy that I didn't know existed wearing number one who had a massive night in Callaway. And whenever Michael Thomas gets back, how you doing? Keep it moving. They might have a real weapon set out there. Taysom Hill comes in immediately after Jameis throws two touchdowns. Not a great spot for Taysom. Jason Miller to come in, and he did not look great either. So, that's a competition and Sean Payton's not only the head coach, but he's also calling plays. If you think about San Francisco, you got Trey Lance and Jimmy G both in a quarterback competition, obviously. The head coach who's making the decision is also calling plays. Then you go to Chicago. The head coach that'll be making the decision is also calling plays between Andy Dalton and Justin Fields right now in preseason. The reason why I bring this up is, Justin Fields, I think in his first week, had a Naked boot throwback across the field, first preseason game. That play guaranteed touchdown. Yeah. Guaranteed touchdown in the first preseason game. A misdirection throwback is going to be a touchdown. Nagy called that for Fields. Trey Lance got one of those as well. Mm-hmm. Did Jimmy G get one? Did Dalton get one? What were the plays that Sean was calling for Jamis as opposed to Taysom, or Taysom instead of Jamis? The amount of potential control that these three have is not just like, oh, he's our quarterback. This is a starter. They're also the ones calling the plays for these particular players. It is a lot of pressure. I'd assume on these three to get it right. They probably all have their ideas on who they want, how they want it. But does that go into their play calls? You think in each one of these preseason games, I would assume. Yes. AJ.
7: Well, I would assume whatever quarterback is in, you're going to run whatever plays you feel suit their talent. Like they're, the set that they have their skill set and what they do best so, yeah you want to move justin fields around more than you're going to move around the red rocket andy dalton but are you saying going back to jacksonville just for a second Daryl bevel is their offensive coordinator that's like i feel like people are saying they need to fire him like what is that uh, dane orschlowski didn't he say that yeah, yeah. before
0: we get to okay. that okay can we yeah. get back to this do, do you think and i'm like very fascinated by this do you think okay that any of these quarterbacks, maybe the vets that get run out of town, whoever come and say, fascinating play calls that Old Fields was getting. That I was not. Yeah. yeah. Do, do you think there's any of that that could potentially? I mean, that's what happens when you have a battle at the quarterback position. The locker room, coaches, literally everybody's like, my entire livelihood is dependent upon. How you do. You need to know that. Okay, I don't care how young you are, how old you are, how immobile you are, how how mobile you are. My life depends on your success. So when each play that gets called, I wonder if each guy on the roster is like, oh, fascinating You give that play to Andy Dalton and not to Justin Fields, or wow. I can't believe you let Jimmy do that. Not Trey, are you not trying to see Trey Lance do that? The amount of petty bullshit that could potentially come from this is insane. I
2: think. I think that could be a real thing with the Saints and the Niners, but with the Bears, besides that one play, that's not a thing because Nagy has no fucking clue what a oh, good play call is. Okay, which which oh, does on, lead us dude. back to
0: Bevel, uh, Orlovsky last night. He said uh, this is archaic. Yeah <laughs>
2: shit,
0: and I. I Dan Orlovsky let that one fly after a second preseason game. (laughs) All right. So, I mean, he, he rightfully so was attacked by people on Twitter. But Dan came on this show and said... If your offensive coordinator isn't utilizing every single foot that is on the field, they are they are hurting your team as opposed to helping. So I think Dan is talking about the styles of offense that are available right now with the way rules are and the way players are. If you're not utilizing that offense, you're kind of uh, you're kind of setting the game back or whatever. It's impossible to judge in preseason, but I know where Dan was coming from. Mm-hmm. The internet did not the internet <laughs> did not care about where Dan yeah. was coming from after week two of the preseason. Aj. I mean, it's definitely a bold
7: statement for coming from Dan, but I would like to hear Dan's explanation because we know Dan doesn't just throw stuff out there. Like Dan never, I feel like, isn't a guy that just all of a sudden shoots from the hip and, and just lets it fly. He's, he will back that up by film or scheme, everything, which I think me and you probably will not dive into the film as much as Dan might and study, and study the scheme that Bevel is running. But it does look weird. I don't know what if you play Trevor Lawrence in the third week. I don't know what they should do. But, man, you got to find a way to wi- win week one to try to quiet some people down.
0: Okay, so the last quarterback taken number number one overall to win opening week was... <sighs> they gave the stat. It was a long time ago. It wasn't luck. No, oh. it was a long time ago. 2002, maybe? Well, I don't remember. Charles Russell? Russell? No, he no, no, they gave the stat last night. I was trying to remember it all. I was Walter? on his spaces. I was Russell, a...
7: you, what, you're saying number
2: one
0: overall pick? Yeah.
2: Okay.
0: Yeah, it's not easy. I guess, Because we're talking about number one overall pick because... David Carr.
2: David Carr? It was. What year? It was David Carr. I can't or remember two.
0: which.
1: That Texas. was... 2002. So wow. Was did I say 2002? Yeah,
0: you did. Fucking just yeah. trust it, dude. Just fucking say it. Let it fly, dude. It's good. Why did I even question it? Why did I even question it? Golly. Wait, were you thinking David Carr? No, I didn't know it was David Carr. I was thinking a year, because since 2002, yeah. the, whenever I saw the graphic, I'm like, damn, it's been a long time since the number one overall pick won, and it's because you're going to such a bad team. like mm-hmm. You're going to a bad place normally if you're number one overall. So the expectations on Jacksonville are always low. I think the expectations on Trevor Lawrence, because he's in Jacksonville, are rather low. But the expectations on Urban Meyer are is this guy going to stick around until they're good? That's all the expectation yeah.
2: is now at this point. Well, and he wins too, right? Because of the fact that he's not playing calling plays. Because that tweet could have easily said they need to start thinking about a new head coach because Irvin Meyer can't call a goddamn offense. But instead, it's you know it's all on Bevel, and he can he can kind of delegate to everyone else instead of taking the brute force on his own shoulder. When you're a head coach that isn't
0: calling plays, you can blame somebody else. Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. Can, Easy. Head coaches can fire coordinators at the end of the year if something goes bad. I, I, I'm gonna I'm talk to him. Yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> What
0: do you mean? They fire mid-season. They can do whatever whenever they want. Exactly. That's what... Whenever you are you know, not the person in charge of whatever. But there's a lot of coaches that get the head coaching job because of how good they are at calling plays or defensive side of the ball. So they feel as if, well, what, if I don't do it, is there going to be somebody better than me? But then the amount of work it takes to be the head coach, glad handing, sh- handshaking, handling all the bullshit, while also handling a defensive uh, or an offensive strategy through the week is a lot of work. And there's a couple different ways to look at it. You can either say, if this team succeeds, it'll be because of me. Or if this team fails I'll be able to fire the motherfucker that failed yep. and I'll be able to keep my job so that's just there's two different ways to do it AJ you know there's two different ways to do it
7: yeah what do you I mean I, I ask coaches that all the time when they go from coordinator to head coach like are you going to continue to call plays a lot of guys in the college level they all they all at first like yeah I'm definitely calling plays and they do it for a year or two sometimes some guys stick with it and love it and can handle it all and some guys say no I'm better being like the CEO I need to be I need to be patrolling the sidelines and talking to the defense and offense, not focusing just on one group.
0: It'd be all right if my life didn't just completely suck.
7: <laughs> so I'm going to let mean, somebody it's, else It's a play. massive <laughs> amount. Think how much more work there is for a guy that calls plays compared to a head coach that doesn't call plays. So, yeah. Like 50 hours a
0: week extra, probably, if you're calling plays. And if you're not doing that, you're kind of I fucking mean, the team not. that you were the head coach of. Yeah, You know, yeah, it was a little exaggerated probably, but legit, there it's is a probably a lot extra. I mean they yeah, good on those three, but they got a lot of pressure on who's who. Uh, allegedly, Sean Payton went into the night saying that he would like to announce the starter before next week or whatever. Then after the game, he said, I'll ah, hold off, I'll hold off, I'll <laughs> hold off. And everybody thinks that's maybe because Jameis played so well. Maybe he was thinking of leaning towards Taysom, but then what Jameis did, maybe he backed off his stance. Let's see what happens in his third game. Let's see what happens in practice there. Jameis looked unbelievable, though. Mm-hmm. Jameis looked unbelievable last night. He can see. This son of a bitch can see it for the Violent. first time. And he's got an offense that Sean Payton can dial up. That Callaway kid looks good. It's preseason, so we have to uh, talk about that. And it's against the Jaguars, so we have to talk about that. He was making insane contested catches. You get Taysom Hill in the gadget role, which I'm not sure he's going to be pumped up about. But this is where everybody's thinking right now. Taysom might come out next week, by the way, and throw 10 touchdowns. Yeah. all. We have no idea what's going to happen, and Sean's going to have to make that decision. But it felt like Jameis, hey— Felt like he's a guy, and he looked comfortable in that offense with Sean Payton calling the
7: shots. He looked awesome. Like I, I was rooting for him. Like I was pumped for Jameis and obviously Callaway making some of the greatest catches I've seen. Like I didn't, I couldn't hear the announcers. Were they pumped? Like the first one, we had two guys draped on him. Interference call. He jumps down and catches it. The only spot you could
0: possibly catch that ball. So the first one, they didn't know was a catch. Ah, so it was pass interference, and then when he stood up and started yeah. celebrating, yeah, then it was. Uh, Oh, he caught that, yeah. and it was one of those. So I think from the angle they were at, they couldn't see it. But, yeah, they got very excited about that other one. And, you know, I, by the way, I mean, we've got to give credit
2: where credit's due. Mm-hmm. Steve, Greasy, Riddick, and uh, Saltz so crushed it. Yeah. Huh? Oh, yeah. Great round from them. Yeah. Legit, yeah, but it's like golf. So you know, you got to show up every single week because you never know when the good round is followed uh, by a bad round. They haven't won you over, just. Oh yeah. yeah, well, hey, look, just like the way it's preseason, you can't overreact to the good stuff just yet. It's a long road, boys.
0: They had a wrong. They had a long year last year. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah,
2: and now they got the Mannings competing with them. So boy, <laughs> oh, oh, are boy. you serious? no battle. Tell. No
7: one will be able to tell. But like, are you serious? I couldn't. I didn't get to hear. It. I was reading it. No, they were actually good.
0: What's he talking about? You were reading the yeah. captions? What do you think they were? The, the things they were saying read good? It
7: seemed like it, yeah. So, you know, it's a little delayed and everything. I wasn't sure, but yeah. It seemed good. I was, you know, with you. Who knows? We don't know what your real opinion is.
0: Hope you enjoyed today's show. I mean, obviously it was, uh, it had moments of greatness, you know, some real insight, hopefully, and then obviously complete stupidity. If you enjoyed the show, please be a friend, tell a friend. If not, just act like it never happened. Hashtag end a pod squad, go ahead and continue to keep tweeting. I think we gave away 10 shirts yesterday. We'll continue to give away merch to those who stick around all the way to the end of the show. Can't thank you enough. Eternally grateful for all of you. Let's have an incredible Tuesday. We'll be back tomorrow with a big time Wednesday. Ty, please play some independent music and propel these people into the best Tuesday of their lives. We'll see you tomorrow. Cheers. <laughs>